Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And you're probably wondering why I have, um, why this is labeled blind items and it's not Sunday. It's because I wanted to experiment with um, a weekend of blind items. When I did that with Generation Gossip, it was always very popular. And with um, and with Drunk Gossip, I was thinking it was pretty much going to be the same thing. So, most of today's blind items are going to be coming to us from Crazy Days and Nights. For the inside scoop on Hollywood, go over to crazydaysandnights.net. And I, I emphasize .net because I always, when I have to type it in, like if it's a new computer or a new browser or something, I always put in .com and it's just never good. <laughs> so anyways, yes. Um, crazydaysandnights.net. And today's, or the first blind item is called Today's Blinds, 78 RPM. It says, the relationship track for this swimsuit model is dizzying. She first popped up on my blind item radar almost exactly a half dozen years ago. There she was in a reveal and all having to do with an A-plus mo- A+ list mostly movie actor who at that time had yet to win an Oscar. Her strategy was bold even then. It was all about publicity and getting ahead and nothing was going to stop her. She was into acting then. That didn't really work out, so she switched her focus to music. That, she decided, was her path to stardom. She modeled herself off of the network reality star who did acting and singing, but ended up just doing judging. She thought dating an A-list, mostly movie actor from an acting family might be the way to go. But his way never really... But his way never really usually goes that way. Then when he couldn't help her career, she bounced over to an actor-musician with big Hollywood connections. She called him her soulmate. The thing is, when he didn't advance her career, she was gone. This time, she moved straight to music, but also made sure to keep that celebrity thing going with the offspring of a permanent A++ lister. She called him her soulmate, but again, things didn't work out quite as planned. No career help. The thing is, though, the A++ lister actually gave her a break, but she didn't call him her soulmate. So moving on, she thought she had found the one. I mean, this guy was a solo artist and a member of an A-list group. Hey, guess what? He was her soulmate. This time, she even got married. The thing is, though, there was no helping her career, so she crashed and burned out of that marriage to someone who, was, who she's calling her soulmate, and he actually looks like he might be helping her career. She does finally have music. She finally she does finally have music out. One song, but hey, it's a start. I would have named the song Soulmate, but she chose a different name. And there are so many guesses for this one. Um but Alyssa Miller seems to be the most likely. Um, she was, um, Alyssa Miller dated Leonardo DiCaprio, 
who would be the A, um, A plus mostly movie actor who hadn't yet won an Oscar um, more than six years ago. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, she also dated Jake Gyllenhaal from the acting family. Um, then she dated Mark Weistrach, who was her quote unquote soulmate. And then she married Lucas Nelson, who is the son of Willie Nelson. And um, and then now she's with Cam Avery. And apparently she has a song out. I have not been able to find it. Um, but to be honest, I haven't really looked that hard. <laughs> um, but the biggest clue here is that she keeps calling all of these men her soulmate. And that is... Uh, I don't know. That that has me twisted in a way. Because some people never find their soulmate. And, you know, the, ones, the lucky ones that do cherish their, their soulmate and their spouse. So it seems disingenuous to call someone your soulmate just because they may be able to help your career. But that's just me. And I hope you're going to enjoy today's show. I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. Once again, our blind item comes to us from Crazy Days and Nights. It is called New Light. While doing press for a new movie, this permanent A-list, mostly movie actor, sat down for what is probably his longest interview ever. What was going to be just a piece in a monthly magazine may turn out to be a book or a limited series. The actor finally opened up about his past and laid out a series of points as to why he thinks one of his exes was killed. He also told the reporters, who wouldn't share the final answer, saving it for the book for the article book or show who he suspects murdered his ex the thing is though the reporter the reporter did say it is not the guess you would expect i guess i would expect the illiterate drug using horrible person singer was it the former girlfriend who was suddenly the girlfriend right after the death that same girlfriend who was bff with the actor significant other um, of the illiter- illiterate, drug-using, horrible person singer. If you believe the story of the illiterate, drug-using, horrible person singer, why would the ex come back? Did someone ask her to come back? Did someone tell her to come back? Someone who knew what would what the likely result would be. Okay, so this one's kind of confusing. What we know for sure is that Keanu Reeves um, is the person doing the interview. And it is widely believed that Marilyn Manson is the horrible person slash singer. Um, Jennifer Symes would be the girlfriend who, um, who died. Now, there's a little bit of backstory here. Um, and I, I've actually done the research for this. Jennifer Symes um, and Keanu Reeves were together. And she was, at one point she was pregnant and then there she had a miscarriage. And things 
as it typically happens, did not go so well after that. Um, Jennifer was very upset at the loss of her daughter, which led to a lot of fighting with Keanu. Um, at some point, um, the Keanu and Jennifer decided to go their separate ways, but they still maintained a really close friendship. So, with, with that friendship, you know, obviously there were still a lot of feelings. Jennifer started dating Marilyn Manson. And I don't know how you go from Keanu Reeves to Marilyn Manson, but here we are. And the ex-girlfriend, there seems to be a little bit of controversy. Um, Because some people think it's Rose McGowan, which would actually make sense. Because NC Lawyer hates Rose McGowan for some reason. Um, And this was after years of him talking her up. um, At least for a while. Um, he's also really good friends with Shannon Doherty, so their friendship may have clouded the positive feelings he had from Rose McGowan. Um, there was another name thrown out, Amanda Ducati, but... I don't think she necessarily fits here. Um, but so there was a wild party. Jennifer went and then decided to leave. And here's where um, people think that Jennifer was actually killed and not. Um, it wasn't an accident. So she left, she went home, and she actually made it home safely. Um, allegedly, she was drunk and high at the time. And then for whatever reason, um, and it's still up for debate at this point, Jennifer got back in her car and drove, or was going back to the wild party that Marilyn Manson was throwing. And there was a horrific car accident and she died. Now, no one has... Jennifer's family and Keanu obviously have never bought that this was just an accident. Um, A lot of people try to write it off as um, mourning a loved one. However, um, Keanu would not be speaking so frankly about it if he didn't have evidence. And that's kind of where this is all boiled down to at this point. Um, Keanu apparently has the evidence or has enough proof that he's willing to speak very publicly about it. Um, as, as far as the book um, or movie or TV show goes, I would guess that this is more likely to be a book. And it'll be written by whoever wrote the article. I don't think it'll be written by Keanu Reeves, as some people think. Although, I don't know anyone in their right mind who wouldn't read a book by Keanu Reeves. And speaking of right mind, 
I'm gonna go take a break so I can get in mine and be right back. And I'm back. And just so you guys know, this one is a little not safe for work. And that's saying something coming from me. <laughs> you all know how dirty I am. Um, it comes to us, of course, from Crazy Days and Nights. And this one is called Today's Blind Item, Comedian's Kink. This comedian is not just a comedian. He's an actor, too. Also does voices. Foreign-born, several movie franchises, a hit television show in which he starred in his past, too. Married, he is probably a A- or a B-plus list. A former adult dancer was telling about some of her past clients and said this celebrity was for sure in, in the most strange behavior of anyone she had encountered, celebrity or otherwise. Six or seven years ago, this comic actor visited her club. She didn't recognize him at first because his hair was gray and he looked older than he did on the show he was most known for. He made eye contact with her while she was performing and wouldn't break it. It wasn't normal ogling. She said it felt more like a predator stalking his prey. Then one of the other dancers told her who he was. Being a fan, she went over to him and they talked for a while. She mentioned wanting to be an illustrator and he said his child liked drawing too and he showed her a toddler, toddler sketches of monsters on his phone. Bragging about his kid made him seem less creepy to her. After she got off for the night, they went back to her apartment and he orally serviced her. She was going to reciprocate when he asked if she had a dildo. She grabbed a dildo and lube, thinking he was going to use it on her. Instead, he used it on himself and had her watch. He asked her to verbally abuse him and be because he gets off on humiliation. After he was done, he put the dirty dildo in his mouth and sucked on it while making her shout more insults at him as he masturbated with his other hand. She said she never was able to watch anything else he has done since because of the images stuck in her head. So, there were some weird guesses like Sasha Baron Cohen, um, Jim Carrey, Dana Carvey, um, but... I'm, I, I'm kind of sliding into the Mike Myers guest here. Um, several franchises, he has um, Shrek, uh, Austin Powers, and as of late, he's been sneaking into Oscar Beatty movies like um, Bohemian Rhapsody, and he... He had that weird gong show, whatever. I don't even know what to call it, to be honest. Um, and then, of course, he shocked to fame as a cast member on Saturday Night Live. So. And here's the thing, Jim Carrey, back in, back in his day, Jim Carrey could get it. Let's be honest, like, he was, mm, he was so fine. <laughs> uh, what can I, I have a thing for tall, skinny guys, all right? 
Stop judging me. Um, Dana Carvey doesn't really make sense. Um, for a lot of reasons, but mostly... Um, I don't. I can't think of any franchises he's been in. I'm sure Mandy or uh, someone else will text me and tell me. But um, I can't think of any franchises he's been in, let alone multiple. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen is an interesting guess, but again, it goes back to I can't think of any movie franchises he's been in. Um, which makes Mike Myers the best, the best guess. Although I would have thought he was permanent A-list, but anti-lawyer's ratings are weird. And also, this is not, if this is the weirdest thing she encountered as a stripper, first of all, I have to call bullshit. (laughs) Because this seems like a typical Wednesday night for them. Um... So, so if this is the, the weirdest thing, then she should thank her lucky stars. Uh, maybe it's just the weirdest thing because of who he was, or who he is, rather. And given his um, more family-friendly image that he was cultivating during the Shrek years. And I, that I could actually kind of see. But anyone who has watched any of the Austin Power movies knows Dude is a Freak. And there were, and the guess is there were some insinuations that Myers was gay. I just want to say this. Straight dudes can use dildos and not be gay. Um, orientation is about who you're attracted to. Um, not... Uh, not what you like or don't like up your ass. Um, you know, I'm lucky that the the guy I like seems to like me back. Um, which, you know, obviously very flattering and very thrilling. But also, um, one of those things where um, you know, we, we know each other, and we've talked, and we know a lot about one another, so, um, there's that, but, but this stripper, I don't know, like, it really bothers me that she said this is the weirdest thing, when it's, and to me, it's really not even all that weird, does that make me weird? Maybe. While I figure that out, I'm gonna go, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So. <laughs> this one is not um, as, as graphic as the other. But it is still kind of not safe for work. And when I say kind of, it's Ed. <laughs> it comes to us from Crazy Days and Nights. And it's called The Peeper. In the past, I have written about this former A-plus list singer of a band. They were everywhere for several years before crashing and burning due to his oversized ego, drug addiction, and propensity for hitting on the girlfriends of his bandmates, all while married. 
I have written about how he got kicked out of school for similar behavior. Well, I was hanging out with some guys from a group that opened for this band for several months on tour, and they said the singer would hit on their girlfriends, too. And his favorite way was, when the band was on stage performing, he would corner a girlfriend and say that if that girlfriend didn't have sex with the singer, he would kick the band off the tour. They said they talked to several other groups who have the same story. Also, our singer would hang out in the women's bathroom backstage, waiting for groupies or attractive women to come in and hit on them or offer to share drugs with them if they sexually serviced him. It is no wonder that no one ever wants to work with him again. So this sounds an awful lot like Scott Stapp, who was the lead singer for Creed. Um, for years, Creed was everywhere. Um, very, very popular. And I, one of the blind items that Nancy Lawyer references, um, I don't remember if it ever got um, revealed. But it was so, 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 so obvious who it was that it, it's not even funny, to be honest. Um, if I recall the blind correctly, um, Scott Sapp was kicked out of school for raping a girl. Uh, and the whole thing, I again, I don't. It's been years since I read this line, but um, I remember he raped her, and it was very much. Um, it wasn't the first time, but this time, I believe she was like the daughter of the dean or something, and the dean. Um, she went home and told her dad what happened. The dean launched an investigation, and he got kicked out. Um, and the the other members of Creed have spoken out on multiple occasions saying how Scott would try to sleep with their girlfriends and whatnot. And of course there's the infamous sex tape, um, that he and Kid Rock made together. And what is it about Kid Rock that he keeps thinking people want to see his sex tapes? He made one with uh, Pamela Anderson and, um... And then he made one with Scott Sapp and, like, four other girls, and they were doing really weird things. <laughs> like, seriously weird. And it, I, it was rumored for a while, um, back in, like, 2016, that Scott Sapp actually wanted to get Creed back together, um do like a greatest hits type thing and potentially record some new music. Well, what happened next was the band said, no, we, we don't want to do this. And so instead of going the band route, Scott started releasing solo music. And now he's on tour. Or he's getting ready to go on tour, I should say. And people are 
wondering what the hell is actually happening. Like, because, you know, when you, when you have a band and you don't announce that you're going solo or do things like pivot um, and do a duet or something with another singer, it kind of does look sketchy. Like, why wouldn't your band want to get back together? Why wouldn't they want to make money? Um, you know, you look at the Spice Girls, um, Jerry Hallowell, um, I, th- I believe she released a solo single while, while the band was still together. Um, Emma Button, um, did the same thing. Victoria Beckham was never interested in singing, so she launched a fashion line. And Mel B just started judging, um... And the only holdout for Spice Girls, uh, an official Spice Girls, Spice Girls reunion tour was Victoria. Because they all wanted that money. They all wanted that Spice Girl money. And you can't tell me that the, the members of Creed didn't want that Creed money. Because it would have brought in some really big bucks for them. There has to be a reason why they turned down that money. And it's probably because Scott tried to fuck their girl. And on that note, I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So again, this one day comes to us from Crazy Days and Nights. And it is called The Missing Child. Dun dun dun. Sporadically over the last decade, I have written about several celebrity couples and several actresses on their own who adopted during the Angelina Jolie-led everyone-has-to-adopt-to-look-cool phase in Hollywood. There was the couple who returned their baby and another who tried to return their baby. There have been several who turned the raising of the child or children to relatives because they couldn't be bothered after the initial publicity blitz they craved. The thing, that, the thing is, though, there was an actress back then who adopted a child, and after being everywhere with the child, the child suddenly disappeared. Where did the child go? They adopted the child through an organization that only existed long enough to serve the celebrity craze. The child came from New Orleans. That is all anyone remembers. Child Protective Services has never investigated because the agency never told them about it. And paperwork was scarce coming from New Orleans Orleans after Katrina, if there was any paperwork at all. There was definitely a market where babies or toddler who had parents with drug issues were straight up bought and paperwork could be manufactured at a later date. The demand was high, an adopted baby was a status symbol, and a baby of color was even more desirable. When couples gave the babies back, they never went back to the homes or centers where they were found. They were just forwarded on to another couple or family and lost to their past. One actress who starred on a very hit network show that aired for a long time and was a police-type show adopted a toddler. The The toddler had some issues because they had been born addicted to drugs. Our actress couldn't handle the toddler, but did make sure she got publicity for adoption. Within a year after adopting, the toddler was gone. Vanished. No sightings, no relatives, no nothing. When friends asked, the toddler was at a friend's house or 
or family or at a sitter. Eventually, they all stopped asking, but there has never been a resolution. A filmmaker is trying to locate all these children without paperwork. This child, though, is someone that no one is discussing. Is the former child who would, who would now be a teen alive? The actress pretends to not even know she adopted a child back in the day and says it was just for the cameras. No one is buying that. Where is the child? This is a tough one. Um, I mean, the material, of course, is, is very tough. Um, but there's not anyone who can fit all of the clues. Um, there have been some really good guesses. Um, Sandra Bullock, but she, she's not really done much TV. And um, one of the things that I learned while doing this research for this line is that Sandra Bullock actually does normal everyday stuff with her kids like go she goes grocery shopping she doesn't have any like nannies or anyone around to help her out or anything like that um and So there's that. Um, there's um, Mar- Mariska Harkate was another guest, but her show's still on the air. Um, it's actually going into a record-breaking twenty-first season. So that clue doesn't really fit either. One of the guesses, though, kind of stood out as being. Plausible. Um, and that was Edie Falco. And mostly because she, Edie Falco actually said she uses a surrogate family to help raise her kids. Now, that doesn't mean that this is definitely her. And in fact, I would argue it's probably not her. Um, just because someone uses um, a surrogate family doesn't mean, you know, the, they illegally adopted a baby or anything. Um, but the reason why Edie Falco doesn't fit is because um, she starred on Law & Order True Crime, but that's not a long-running show. That was a one-and-done. Um... But, of course, people know her from Nurse Jackie, from The Sopranos, from Oz. Um, Marge Hellenberg is another really interesting guest. Um, Her show actually is off the air. And she did seem to... I, I seem to remember her adopting a baby. And then nothing... But unless I'm much mistaken, I believe she's married. Um, which would make this a lot harder to cover up. But here's the thing. I want you guys to tell me who you think this is. Leave me some voice messages and tell me who your best guess for this blind is. And in a future segment, we're going to share your guesses. Thank you all so much for listening, as always. 
And until next time, cheers.